بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ما يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek His forgiveness and guidance at all times. And the and salawat be upon our leader and master, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in great abundance. <coughs> Alhamdulillah, once again, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having guided us and granted us, uh, having granted us this beautiful deen, especially in these trying times when there are so many fitan, so many challenges around us. It is exactly as Rasulullah had described to us in the hadith that this fitan will follow in quick succession like how, a, how the beads fall from a broken tasbih. When a tasbih, a rosary, those beads, uh, when the tasbih is broken and the string snaps and how those beads just fall quickly uh, like that, the fitan will come and we see it before us, all kinds of challenges all kinds of uh, forces, batil forces, uh, pushing uh, the people's iman or the test, such a, such test that are really pushing people's uh, or putting people's iman to the test. So we make dua that we we make shukar that Allah Subhanahu wa has uh, guided us, and we make dua that Allah Subhanahu wa always keeps us under His guidance, and uh, Allah Subhanahu wa always protects us from evil. It is also during these times that it is very easy for people to become disheartened and to lose hope. And this is what we have to be very, very careful of because uh, these evils, the different forms of evils, nobody is safe from them. Shaitani forces, shaitani ideologies have even um, infiltrated into dini works the, those uh, who are involved in uh, different forms of dini works also and uh, dini efforts uh, all these uh, they also susceptible and also uh, at the mercy of these uh, evils so once again we make dua that Allah Ta'ala protect our madaris and all those who are involved in dini work now as an individual also uh, we look at the amount of negatives piled up against a person uh, if he considers, for example, the crime rate, the high crime rate, there seems to be crime everywhere in most parts of the world or many parts of the world. The laws that are laid down seem to be in favor of the criminals. Uh, if you look at politics, then uh, who doesn't complain about politicians? Because it seems that they're only looking uh, to their own pockets and their own benefits and not much or not enough is done for the subjects that, are, that they are in, in charge of. So even if a person wants to do some dini work, he wants to make a change, uh, it's very easy to become disheartened and he may ask that or he may question that uh, where does he start? Anything that I want to do, there are a thousand things that are upon me or a thousand things against me. So it brings us to, to, the, to the great story of Nabi Musa salam. Now, this is very great, amazing famous prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Musa Islam, he has been mentioned uh, in many places in the Holy Quran, in the hadith, there are numerous 
narrations with, with regards to him with regards to him and his family the bani israel uh, for example in the holy quran there are so many surahs in which mention is made of him and his experiences uh, for example in the 15 juz there's a surah that is named after the after his family surah bani israel in other surahs for example surah taha and uh, so on in surah baqarah much mention is made of Nabi Musa Islam and his experience with his people. So it's not surprising that in these days we find that the descendants of his family are very influential in the dunya, in the world today, and uh, they, ha- they have been granted uh, much power and influence and much wealth uh, in, uh, th- such that they are promoting and causing a lot of corruption and fitna. <clears throat> So who was Nabi Musa Islam? His stories, his different uh, uh, incidents are very well known, and uh, he's a, he's an absolutely amazing Nabi. <coughs> excuse me, an absolutely amazing Nabi of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala uh, uh, spoke, he spoke to him directly. He's a Kalimullah. Where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Wa kalamullahu Musa taklima." Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala spoke directly to this. Uh, great Nabi. Nabi Musa was born at a time when male children were not allowed to live um, under the cruel dictatorship and leadership of Fir'aun. No male babies were allowed to live on. They were killed. They were slaughtered. So if we uh, think about the amazing way in which his mother uh, his pious mother concealed the fact that she was expecting him and the great event of his birth also, another amazing point, uh, factor, uh, how she gave birth to him and thereafter how she concealed uh, concealed him and cared for him until eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed her to send him away, to put him in the water. <clears throat> Here too, those people who had uh, who, who tried to uh, go to Fir'aun and to reveal about this little baby, Allah Subhanahu took care of them as well. So it's quite amazing how a mother, a loving mother, puts her child on the water in a box, on fit uh, tabuti in the in a box on the water, and sends him away completely in the trust of Allah Subhanahu What is also very very amazing is that. Where does he go? Where does this little beautiful baby go? He ends up right in the arms of the the wife of Fir'aun, who takes him up to Fir'aun and uh, requests that she keep him. And uh, amazingly, Fir'aun agreed. And thus it was that uh, Nabi Musa grew up. He was able to enjoy all the comforts of the king Fir'aun, and uh, even when he had pulled and yanked the beard of Fir'aun and Fir'aun became furious and angry, then too Allah subhanahu wa saved him and protected him. So uh, at a later stage, even when he uh, returned, when he had grown up, and it, was, it became known to Fir'aun that Nabi Musa Islam had mistakenly killed a person, then too Allah subhanahu wa protected him. And it was no easy task. Consider the fact that Fir'aun had a very big, massive army of disciplined 
warriors under him. And Nabi Musa salam, along with his brother Harun salam, uh, and uh, without any support, we know the nature of the Bani Israel and uh, the nature of their support or the lack of support on their part. So just him and his brother, they approach Fir'aun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directed them how to approach Fir'aun. So they were at the mercy of Fir'aun there with his well, with thousands of his soldiers, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again amazingly protected him. Uh, Fir'aun had every opportunity of getting of eliminating and getting rid of, of uh, Nabi Musa alayhi salam as he was doing with the, with the other people uh, uh, members of the of the family of Nabi Musa Islam, how many people how many of the people of the Bani Israel were butchered, tortured and killed. <clears throat> so Firaun could have very easily have done that. But here Nabi Musa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala demonstrates to us what an amazing prophet he was, what an amazing incident this is that uh, he grew up right in the arms of his enemy. He grew up there, Allah subhanahu wa protected him against all odds. He grew up there against all odds. And he uh, uh, grew up, he became a Nabi to serve the deen of Allah subhanahu wa and to fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in that eventually he eliminated and destroyed Fir'aun. So like that, uh, any person who is sincere, then no work is too small. We may not have uh, international major uh, uh, plans and so on, but that's not what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala requires from us. Every little effort, every small effort that we do, and we uh, uh, are consistent in it, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives barakah in that, and we don't know what effect it will have. What uh, change it will make in this dunya. <clears throat> so, whatever little we can do, the key word is sincerity and ikhlas. We do it sincerely, not for any dunya worldly benefit, not to please anyone in the dunya, but to please Allah subhanahu wa exclusively. Allah subhanahu wa will grant barakah in that. Now, coming back to Nabi Musa Islam, of course, there are many, many other amazing stories and incidents surrounding him. So I'd just like to mention uh, one or two of these uh, incidents. <clears throat> it's a great lesson for us. Once Rabbi Musa Islam made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reveal some of his secrets and mysteries which underlie the wisdom of his operations. Now, as you know, in this dunya, there are many amazing things, many amazing uh, processes, many amazing systems of Allah that, in, that are in operation and we may not understand them. That, uh, for example, how uh, it rains in certain parts of the world, why certain parts are very hot and certain parts are very cold and so on, the formations, formation of the mountains and so on. And uh, uh, the planets and galaxies out there, how that sun operates all the time uh, there's no uh, there's no energy, so-called energy source for it. Nothing feeding that fire. As we know, uh, a fire normally consumes everything up, and it eventually dies out, and there's nothing for uh, no fuel for it. But here, for thousands of years, we have the sun that is burning and burning. 
So like that, there are many, many systems and operations that are working, and uh, only Allah subhanahu wa knows how it happens. So Nabi Musa al-Islam was curious, and he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa to reveal some of his secrets. So Allah subhanahu wa instructed him to proceed to a certain place, to a certain venue in the wilderness. When he got there, he, Allah subhanahu directed him and guided him how to get there. And in that area was an oasis. There was a fountain of water and a clump of trees, quite a number of trees around that. So under the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa he sat down concealing himself among the trees. As he was seated there, soon a horse rider appeared. He stopped by the fountain, he got down and he drank from the water there. Then after resting for a while, he departed, but he forgot a bag. He forgot his bag behind and he had gone off. And because the top was slightly open, Nabi Musa could see that it was full of gold, gold coins. Uh, now, you know, just uh, just as any other person would be curious, we can well imagine the curiosity of Nabi Musa salam, that, uh, you know, that why, why did this happen? And should he was questioning, asking himself that should he go and pick up that bag? Should he run after that, uh, that horse rider and so on? Now, just like any other person, he was curious. And when you think about the story of uh, Khidr al-Islam, when uh, Nabi Musa al-Islam had to meet Khidr al-Islam, and uh, Khidr al-Islam um, uh, instructed him or, or say, said to him that he cannot remain with him because he won't be able to be patient with what he does. And each time Nabi Musa al-Islam could not take and could not stand the actions of Khidr al-Islam, and eventually he had, they had to part ways. So like that, as he was thinking what to do, soon a youngster appeared, a youth, a young person appeared. He came to that very spot. He saw he, he drank some water, and as he turned to leave, he saw the bag of gold there. And he picked this up and he left. After a while, a man with a bundle of wood appeared. He came there, he put his wood down, and he began drinking the water from, from, the, from, the, from the fountain. After drinking the water, because he was tired, he, he lay down and he fell asleep. While he was sleeping, the horse rider, who had realized that he had left his bag behind, he returned. When he, looked, when he came to the spot and he did not see his bag around there, he became very angry, and he understood that it could only be this person, the slave here, who had, uh, that had taken his goal and hidden it. So he struck him with his whoop and got him up, and then he started demanding his treasure, his gold coins. Now, the poor slave, he denied all knowledge of that bag. He said he did not know anything about this, and uh, of course, this uh, pleas of his did not convince him, and uh, eventually the horseman drew his sword and killed him. So all this was too much for Nabi Musa al-Islam, but Allah uh, ensured that he did not become impatient and uh, come out of his hiding spot. As astonished as he was, he remained there. And uh, he was wondering what was going on. Then Allah Ta'ala revealed the mystery 
underlying this whole episode here, this whole uh, thing that he had just seen and experienced. Allah SWT explained thus that that horse rider was an employee. He was working for a very wealthy person. And he had actually stolen that bag of gold coins from the wealthy man. And who was that wealthy man? He was the father of that youth, the young person who had come there and seen the coins and he had taken it away. Now the father had passed on, he had passed away. And in this way, Allah subhanahu restored and returned this gold to its rightful owner, the youngster. The horse rider was the son of a man who the slave with the wood had murdered. So in other words, the person who, the slave who was carrying that wood and he came and rested there, he had killed the horse rider's father. So now he had thus received the punishment he deserved at the hand of the at the hands of the murdered man's son. So in this way, in this mysterious way, Allah subhanahu wa had meted out justice to all parties. So in this way, Allah subhanahu wa operates in mysterious, wonderful ways. And at the hands of Nabi, through the experience of these great Nabis, we learn so much and we get to know about so many mysteries. So once again, uh, we don't have much time to go to other incidents, but uh, uh, coming back to the point that whatever it is that we can do in whatever little way, we should never lose heart and never lose hope because this is what shaitan loves. He loves us to lose hope and uh, to become disheartened while we know that even if everything turns against us in this dunya, we always have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has promised us much rewards in the akhirah. So even if a person experiences much difficulty in this dunya, he has the everlasting life of the akhirah to look forward to. That pleasures, those pleasures, unimaginable pleasures and good times will never ever come to an end. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to understand and to make amal. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.